Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Thursday, July 15th, 2021. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, we got BTC at $32,614.91, up 2.31%. Ethereum, number two, $1,965.66, up 4.63%. Tether, number three, $1. Number four, Binance Coin, $304.21, up 3.53%. Cardano at number five, $1.24, up 2.71%. XRP, number six, 61 cents, up 2.93%. USD Coin, number seven, $1. Dogecoin, number eight, 19 cents, up 1.67%. Polkadot, number nine, $13.55, up 2.12%. And last but not least, Binance Coin, uh, Binance USD, number 10, $1. Let's take a look at the Crypto Fear and Greed Index. Uh, extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. When investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. So today, extreme fear is 20. Yesterday was extreme fear at 21. Last week was extreme fear at 20. And last month at this time, fear at 38. So let's take a look at the table of contents today. Only five articles. Article number one is the cryptocurrency market is changing rapidly. Article two, what is proof of stake and why is Ethereum adopting it? Uh, article number three, a cache of ancient Bitcoin, possibly mined by Satoshi just awakened. Satoshi, is that you? Uh, article four, this early year interest can still push Ethereum's price to new levels. And last article number five, warning, the FBI has issued a serious Bitcoin and crypto alert. That's the main topic for today. So before we get into the articles, I just want to take the time to say thank you so much for everyone that's been listening and watching the Dave's Daily Crypto Take. You can catch me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and also Google Podcasts. And if you want to see the video version, uh, you can catch me at YouTube on Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Uh, Please do what you can by supporting me just by doing liking, sharing, subscribing. Um, there are no sponsors ads. There's nothing like that on my channel because I want to keep it as unbiased as possible. So you'll get the news, the updates, and the crypto takes basically um, as true as it can be. Some of it is going to be for cryptocurrency and some of it's going to be against cryptocurrency. But I just want to see you have a, ra- a range of different types of updates so that everyone can get uh, unbiased type of intake in it. So again, do what you can just by liking, sharing, subscribing. And if you can on the Spotify, Apple and Google podcast, leave a review that does help the channel. So again, thanks you so much. All right, let's take a look at the article. Number one, Uh, the cryptocurrency market is changing rapidly. So there are three points to this article. Number one, Cryptocurrency has slowly made the jump from being a fringe concept dominated by young tech enthusiasts to a viable alternative asset class held by many blue blood U.S. institutions. This transition started slow, but has recently picked up considerable steam. Point number two, the recent launch of micro Bitcoin futures follows the success of the larger contract, which has grown tenfold in less than five years. And number three, Despite its recent decline, Ether continues to grow as a percentage of crypto market share, confirming there is room for more than one dominant coin. So let's take a look. Uh, Things have changed 
things have changed. Cryptocurrency has slowly made the jump from being a fringe concept dominated by young tech enthusiasts to a viable alternative asset class held by many blue blood U.S. institutions. This transition started slow, but has recently picked up considerable steam. In fact, a recent headline announced an actual sovereign nation, El Salvador, as recognizing Bitcoin as a legitimate and legal tender. The particular milestone is interesting in that the commonly held belief was that governments would be opposed to cryptocurrencies and eventually attempt to regulate them out of existence. The existence of an alternate means of exchange outside sovereign fiat currency seems like it should be cause for alarm. And the fact that this hasn't happened yet is somewhat confusing. Recently, Senator Elizabeth Warren gave a speech in which she aggressively stressed the need to regulate cryptocurrencies, but it seemed to gain little traction. Bitcoin and Ethereum Futures Of the milestones that have marked the growth and transition of cryptocurrencies, none are greater than CME Group's launch of futures contracts in both Bitcoin and Ether. Yes, there are plenty of global exchanges that preceded the CME's involvement, but none have the stringent regulatory history of CME, nor do they have the long track record of offering deeply liquid institutional derivative products. Since the first Bitcoin futures contract launched in 2017, its growth has been tenfold in less than five years and currently trades almost $5 billion in notional uh, value per day. The Bitcoin and Ether futures contracts are geared more toward institutional use and their growth both mirrors and fuels their increases in adoption. One phenomenon that has sparked curiosity was the fact that notional volume in futures and other derivatives exceeded cryptocurrency spot volume during the massive correction occurring in May. Part of this is a natural desire to avoid capital gains taxes in long-held crypto. But it also underscores the existence of huge institutional involvement already participating in the space. The recent launch of CME micro Bitcoin futures contracts designed for both institutions and sophisticated active traders is already showing promise in creating a complementary marketplace where liquidity could thrive. So Ether gains market share. Even as recently as seven months ago, it seemed that Bitcoin's lead over Ether in the crypto world was insurmountable. Bitcoin accounted for 70% of the total cryptocurrency market, fueled in part by big names like Stanley Druckenmiller and Paul Tudor Jones, expressing positive sentiment. Since that time, Bitcoin's dominance has dwindled. Bitcoin now accounts for 40% of the total crypto market, while Ethereum has moved up to 15%. Year-to-date performance in both assets reflects the growing interest in Ether. Since January 1, Bitcoin is up 41%, while Ether has rallied a staggering 255% in the same time period. Of course, there are some key differences in technology of the two cryptos that may have driven investment into Ethereum from Bitcoin. Or it may be a desire to diversify. Either way, the new landscape confirms that there is room for more than one dominant coin. Although it seems impossible to predict price movements in such highly volatile assets, a couple things seem true. The first and most obvious is that new participants means new buyers, not sellers. And this, by definition, drives prices higher. Second, as each month passes without significant opposition, crypto becomes more entrenched. Finally, I believe it's folly to assume that because there are two current leaders in the space that the question of what coins will survive is settled. Things move fast in the crypto world.
So what do you guys think about the cryptocurrency market is changing rapidly about Ether and Bitcoin? Comment down below and let me know what you think. Let's take a look at article number two. What is proof of stake and why is Ethereum adopting it? So just looking at the headlines, cryptocurrencies are in a downturn. The price of Bitcoin has dropped by around half since its peak. More speculative projects such as Dogecoin have fallen even further. While this may be discouraging a day traders and fast money types, for longer term investors, there are exciting developments in cryptocurrency. For one thing, the drive continues toward more exchange-listed funds and trust in the sector. There's also a key debate in a technical area is the future of cryptocurrencies found in proof-of-stake protocols. Proof-of-work versus proof-of-stake issues come down to the question, how to ensure the integrity of a cryptocurrency. Most legacy cryptocurrencies, such as Bitcoin, rely on a proof-of-work mechanism. When you see an image of thousands of computers in a mining facility, that's proof-of-work operation. The computers have complicated algorithmic puzzles. In return, the miners receive tokens of the underlying cryptocurrency as reward. So what is proof-of-stake? Proof-of-stake, by contrast, relies on validators to maintain the cryptocurrency. In a proof-of-stake model, owners put up their tokens as collateral. In return, they get authority over the token in proportion to the amount they stake. Generally, these token stakers uh, get additional ownership in the token over time via network fees, newly minted tokens, or other such reward mechanisms. In the beginning, proof of work was appealing because people just needed an ordinary computer to mine coins. Nowadays, however, specialized expensive gear is needed to mine leading proof of work tokens, much of mining is now done by large, well-financed pools, which has cut out the general public from the equation. In the debate, proof-of-stake versus proof-of-work battle, the former could be democratic. Anyone with tokens is able to participate as a validator or staker and tap into the decentralized finance DeFi ecosystem. More broadly, analysts have focused on the environmental burden from proof-of-work protocols. Bitcoin, in particular, has developed a large environmental footprint as it had gained wider adoption. Proof of stake, by cutting out the advanced cryptographic puzzles, reduces the environmental cost dramatically. So proof of work advocates protest that proof of stake deviates from the original version of cryptocurrency. Bitcoin differentiated itself from the other financial assets because the database or blockchain record was inherently valuable. The mining process, while inefficient in terms of energy, created a distinct and tamper-proof record of all financial transactions. Proof of stake, at least in basic forms, has some vulnerabilities. The noting and nothing at stake problem, for example, is centered around the fact that when there is no cost to creating forks or putting bad information into the consensus, it encourages malicious behavior. Proof-of-work's energy cost inherently limits manipulation. Proof-of-stake, by contrast, must use more sophisticated methods to try to stop these security issues. The proof-of-stake versus proof-of-work debate has largely stayed within the technical realm. Proof-of-stake has a notable leader in Cardano, but the biggest projects have stayed with proof-of-work. However, Ethereum's plan to migrate from proof-of-work to proof-of-stake are bringing this subject into spotlight. Ethereum's move began in earnest in 2020 when Ethereum launched its proof-of-stake beacon chain. 
Development continues with Phase 1, aiming to launch later in 2021, and the full merge into proof-of-stake for Ethereum happening over the next year. It's complicated switching to proof-of-stake. So given the benefits of proof-of-stake, why has Ethereum taken so long to make the switch? The main impediment of faster adoption of proof-of-stake has certainly been the difficulty of migrating the largest smart contract network, Ethereum, from proof-of-work to proof-of-stake, says Justin Gidici, head of product at the Telos Foundation. The challenge of changing the consensus mechanism on Ethereum has been compared to fixing a plane while flying it. This is because with thousands of existing smart contracts on the Ethereum chain, along with billions of dollars in assets at stake, the migration challenge is significant. Here are some numbers to put the challenge in perspective. Development on Ether has far outpaced its ability to change and thus scale. It's easy to understand why when you consider the DeFi phenomenon, which saw an industry go from zero to 76 billion in the last year. Then, during the first two quarters of 2021, non-fungible tokens exploded, bringing in $2.5 billion, building on the Ethereum network has been happening at an explosive rate, which, and while the switch from proof-of-work to proof-of-stake is a long, arduous process, said uh, David Walsin, CEO of Rublix Development, a blockchain and smart contract software company. It's easy to migrate from one technology to another in a vacuum. However, as Ethereum's decentralized finance system has already gained wide adoption, it's vital to maintain continuous network stability. There could be unexpected critical bugs or circumstances that are difficult to predict before the merge occurs. This is a good reason for not rushing the transition, says Matthias Nistrom, community manager for the Golem Network. Ethereum's timeline can be seen as a product of its strength, decentralization. It's a complex project with lots of stakeholders, and beyond that, it's censorship-resistant and permissionless socially. This means anyone can join the project and give their input on changes to the network. So you need consensus among developers creating the code and among the wider community for things to progress, Nistrom says. Proof of stake and transaction costs. Another factor is the recent decline in cryptocurrency prices and the ensuing amount of mining power devoted to proof-of-work protocols. Transaction fees on Bitcoin and Ethereum and other leading proof-of-work projects support the mining network. As crypto has dropped, transactions fees fell. But even if the average transaction fee drops from, say, $25 to $5, that can still be a huge cut of smaller decentralized finance transactions. Also, as emerging markets such as El Salvador adopting cryptocurrency, fees will need to come down dramatically. El Salvador's gross domestic product per capita works out to around just $11 per day. So if cryptocurrency will be the default money in that economy, it's vital that user fees aren't a large portion of a worker's average daily wage. Additionally, high transaction fees often found in proof-of-work protocols stifle progress for cryptocurrency adoption. There's a huge impact to innovation in languishing on slower, more expensive consensus technology. Historically, the transition from proof-of-work to proof-of-stake and other high-speed consensus models is comparable to the transition from dial-up internet to broadband, Guldici says. Quite simply, the number and type of use cases, level of adoption, and impact of technology 
go up orders of magnitude as entrepreneurs release products that couldn't even be imagined using slower, more limited technology. Ethereum is supposed to adopt proof of stake over the next year, but like the switch from dial-up to broadband, don't be surprised if proof of stake takes a while. Even though the changeover from proof of work to proof of stake is beginning in 2021, the final result is a long way off. Vitalik Buterin even has pointed out to an extended process of cleanup after the scheduled hard forks and eventual chain merge before the Ethereum platform problems such as lack of scalability, cost, and congestion can be aggressively addressed, Paulson says. Proof of stake broader user impact. Proof of stake has one other widely discussed effect, the graphics card market. As Ethereum and other leading crypto projects adopt proof of stake systems, it should reduce the demand for graphics cards in the, for the cryptographic mining. This could finally break the shortage in the area that's great news for gamers. Jahon Jamali, co-founder of Sarsen's Funds, agrees that graphics cards demand could free up with proof of stake adoption. However, the proof of stake user benefit comes elsewhere. The big positive effect is that consumers get to participate in the consensus mechanism. It's more scalable and they can participate in the staking rewards. They will benefit greatly by being able to participate in a broader ecosystem, Jamali says. And it's no guarantee that graphics cards applications will decline in a proof of stake world. Gilducci suggests much of the crypto mining infrastructure could go from supporting proof of work systems to other crypto-backed uh, applications such as a distributed research in fields such as cancer, Alzheimer's disease, and climate change. Using a staking model, could users be rewarded with tokens for sharing their computing resources while also advancing a greater good beyond simply maintaining the Bitcoin or Ethereum networks? So there you guys have it. What do you think? What is proof of stake and why is Ethereum adopting it? Comment down below which you think is more viable, proof of work or proof of stake. Comment down below and let me know what you think. All right. Uh, let's take a break right now. Uh, I just want to say thank you again for all of my subscribers. I've been looking at the analytics and I've seen a few from America. So I want to give a shout out to the people in the West Coast, especially California and Seattle. And I want to say thank you to the East Coast guys. Uh, I hear you guys out from Florida, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Boston. Thank you so much. And of course, right in the middle, Las Vegas, Texas as well. So thank you so much. For all my Asian, European uh, fans, thank you so much for listening in on the Apple podcast. I see you guys and also people from uh, Africa and South America listening on Google podcast. So I guess you guys have Android as well. Eh? All right. So I just want to say thanks and please do what you can by liking, sharing and subscribing. Let's continue on. Uh, article number three, a cache of ancient Bitcoin, possibly mined by Satoshi, just awakened. Satoshi, is that you? So over $21 million worth of Bitcoin were just moved out of a dormant wallet, which intriguingly was opened shortly after the pseudonymous Satoshi Nakamoto created the cryptocurrency over a decade ago. Blockchain trackers at Whale Alert noticed the dormant address coming alive again. The mysterious Bitcoin wallet spent some time mining crypto back in 2011 and 2012, but hasn't been lying dormant ever since. So 
At the time, a single Bitcoin was selling for just over $5. Now, each one is worth around $33,000, a massive return on investment over a period of 10 years. Ancient Bitcoin. Trader publication FX Street suggested that the wallet, along with many other wallets, open around the same time, may actually belong to Nakamoto. The publication estimates Nakamoto's wealth at over 1.1 million Bitcoin, worth over $37 billion in total. Nakamoto was the pseudonym used by the anonymous creator of Bitcoin. But despite the currency's genesis dating back more than a decade, the true identity of the cryptic figure has yet to be revealed. Could this transaction be evidence that Nakamoto is on the move? We may never find out. Thanks to the technology behind the cryptocurrency being conductive and conducive to relatively anonymity, especially for careful users. Big transactions. It's not every day that tens of millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin dating back this far back suddenly go on the move. But it's not the first time either. Mysterious transactions involving Satoshi era, Bitcoin were also observed back in October and November. We still have no idea what or who is behind these transfers. It's a Bitcoin billionaire ready to retire. Is an early crypto adopter falling on hard times? In any case, there's a good chance we'll never actually find out for sure. So what do you guys think about this uh, quick bite? A cache of ancient Bitcoin, possibly mined by Satoshi, just awakened. Satoshi, is that you? Comment down below if you have any hint of who it might be or if you think it's just an institution. Okay, article number four is this early year interest can still push Ethereum's price to new levels. So NFTs or non-fungible tokens took the entire industry by storm when Beeple sold an NFT for $69 million in March 2021. With the bull run predominantly active at the time, Mike Wickelman or Beeple claimed that he had identified NFTs as the next chapter in art history. However, the buzz has somewhat fizzled out over the past couple of months. With Bitcoin and Ethereum free-falling alongside the rest of the market, NFTs are not being talked about anymore at the moment. And we are again possibly in a pre-NFT existence market. That is only half correct though. So are NFTs here to stay? Well, According to data, just like the DeFi craze, Google trends worldwide for NFTs have significantly dropped since the bearish market took over in May. NFTs' last major product, NBA Top Shot's volume, declined quarter by quarter, dropping down by 66.87% in Q2 2021. Additionally, Ethereum's collection that transaction over $95 million by the end of the last quarter plummeted to a mere $16 million in June. And yet, that wasn't all. According to statistics from DAP Radar, based on current NFT sales, the number of unique wallets has increased by a whopping 111.46%. And the number of sales has spiked up as well. The rally was led by a play-to-earn game called Axie Infinity, one which recorded more than 62,000 unique wallets in 30 days. Now, one of the key success stories behind Axis Affinity is Ethereum's sidechain Ronin, one of which allows users to interact with the Axis universe gas-free. And it isn't only Axis rising in the ranks. Uh, NFT-based games are leveling up as well, with the likes of Alien World seeing $356 million in transaction volumes over the past month. 
Now, Ethereum's own marketplace dropped by 47% in volume over Q1 and Q2, but solely on a monthly basis, it was up by 46.24% in traders and 5.32% in volumes. So the case with Ethereum, feeling but evident. If the above chart is observed once again, it can be observed that most NFTs were paid through Ethereum besides NBA top shots. The space has come far ahead from its time with CryptoKitties, but the current appeal with NFTs is different and is not far-fetched to suggest that its activity can take Ethereum's adoption to new heights as well. So DeFi in 2020 bought the industry closer to different financial outlooks and banking systems, which although may remain only shaky standards, worked from a point of decentralization. Its impact eventually immersed into Ethereum, and the same could be taking place with NFTs. NFTs can bring a new side to the industry, a new generation of individuals valuing the essence of digital art. With Ethereum, the supply side of the picture makes sense since all major digital art auctions are performed on Ethereum, not Bitcoin or any other crypto assets. It means that Ethereum's ERC-20 tokens are suddenly the gold standard for tracking digital artwork ownership. It is self-assuring that while the NBA top shot was paid by Flow tokens, its blockchain links all $350 million of NBA's top shot NFT sales on the Ethereum network. With NFTs possibly becoming relevant in the space, it can't be argued and ignored that the, just like the DeFi, it is possibly going to create another drive for Ethereum's value because ETH has moved first and moved fast in its development. History suggests speed has often meant profitability. So what do you guys think about this? This year and this early year interest can still push Ethereum's price to new levels. Comment down below if you think the NFT buzz is helping Ethereum's cause. All right, let's take a look at today's main topic. The main topic today is warning. The FBI has issued uh, a serious Bitcoin and crypto alert. So soaring Bitcoin and cryptocurrency prices this year, making crypto a more than $1 trillion million market has attracted a wave of cyber criminals. Bitcoin demanding ransomware attacks and social media-based crypto scams have become commonplace as a sudden influx of new users pour billions of dollars into digital assets. Now, the Federal Bureau of Investigation has warned Bitcoin and cryptocurrency buyers, exchanges, and payment platforms over the growing threat of criminals looking to steal Bitcoin and crypto assets. So... Here, the FBI alert, first reported by Bleeping Computer, cautions users to be aware of attacks using technical support fraud, phone swim swapping, and identity theft. SIM swapping, when the attacker requests a carrier transfer of phone number to a new SIM card, giving them access to incoming SMS messages and calls, has exploded in popularity in recent years, prompting a warning from the FBI in 2019 and guidance from the Federal Trade Commission. The increase in criminals targeting those holding Bitcoin and digital currencies comes after the Bitcoin price surged to around $65,000 per Bitcoin in April, up from around $10,000 last year, before crashing back. Bitcoin is currently trading at around $32,000. Other smaller cryptocurrencies such as Ethereum and the meme-based Dogecoin have seen even bigger price increases. 
cyber criminals are targeting cryptocurrency users, exchanges, and third-party payment platforms in the virtual asset industry, resulting in large amounts of financial loss to victims. The FBI alert issued a VIA system for distributing sensitive information to selected groups and individuals called the Traffic Light Protocol. Once the stolen cryptocurrency has been transferred to attacker-controlled accounts, it can be hard for law enforcement to recover it, the FBI warned. The FBI advised financial and crypto companies to check the origin of emails and keep an eye on recently created accounts while those buying Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies were encouraged to use multi-factor authentication, meaning they must have access to at least two devices or accounts linked to the platform. Avoid download requests, remote access applications, and any unofficial company communication channels. So, at the time of writing, $32,906 was the price of Bitcoin. The warning comes after FBI seized around $4 million in Bitcoin paid to the Colonial Pipeline ransomware attackers last month, though it remains unclear exactly how the FBI retrieved the funds. Elsewhere, police in the UK this week announced they'd seed nearly $250 million worth of Bitcoin as part of an investigation into money laundering. While cash still remains king in the criminal world, as digital platforms develop, we're increasingly seeing organized criminals using cryptocurrency to launder their dirty money. The Metropolitan Police Department and Deputy Assistant Commissioner Graham McNulty said in a statement. So there you guys have it. Warning, the FBI has issued a serious Bitcoin and crypto alert. Uh, comment down below if you actually hold your crypto on exchange and if you are using multi-factor authentication. So in other words, 2FA. So there you guys have it. Uh, let's take a look at the prices one more time. At number one, Bitcoin, 32,694 cents. Uh, Ethereum, $1,958.28. Tether, $1. Binance Coin, $303.55. Cardano, $1.24. XRP, 61 cents. USD coin, $1. Dogecoin, 19 cents. Polkadot, $13.49. Uh, Binance USD, $1. All right. So there you guys have it. Thank you so much for making it this far into the podcast and YouTube video. Again, I appreciate it if you like, share, and subscribe. And if you can, uh, listen to me on Apple Spotify, or Google Podcasts, and if you want to see the video version on YouTube as well. Uh, comment down below if you have any requests or if you have any news or updates that you want me to cover in the near and future videos. So again, thank you so much. Have a good crypto take day, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace.